Welcome back. A brand new episode here at Raise the Apple. If you are watching on YouTube, it's a little dark and spooky. The power is out tonight for whatever reason, but we're going to make do. The Mets are killing it as always this year. They split their series in Baltimore. They lost the first one. They got spanked. And the other... Last night, yeah. Tonight they're off. Last night, they did the spanking. They lit up the Orioles, specifically Matt Harvey. Unfortunately, Matt Harvey just can't seem to get anything together. He started great this year for Baltimore. Then he faced the Mets at City Field, got shelled, and it's been downhill from there. Got shelled again yesterday. Pilar hit two homers. McKinney hit two homers. Alonzo homered for the third time in the series. Great series offensively, or great second game. The first game, uh, not so much. Uh, David Peterson struggled. A lot of people want him sent down. A lot of people want David Peterson to, you know, they want him sent down to get a, a fresh start and a reboot. I don't think that's necessary. First of all, the Mets really can't afford to do that right now. With the strand of injuries going on in the rotation with Carrasco, you don't know how what's the deal with Carrasco. Uh, Syndergaard is being pushed back. You don't have much minor league starting depth as you may have thought because everybody's been brought up because they've all been injured. David Peterson really can't get sent down, but David Peterson's had some very, very good starts this year. He's had a couple spots where he's been very shaky. He's just been inconsistent so far this year. I have full confidence that David Peterson will figure it out. I think he is a future key piece to this rotation, middle of the rotation guy for this team. It's hard for him to be an ace with the Mets considering Jacob deGrom but, is here, but I think Peterson will be fine this year. I'm not worried at all about him. He's going to have some shaky starts. It's okay. Uh, his ERA on the year I think is a little over six. I'm not overly concerned just because he has had a, a handful of starts this year that he's been really, really good. He was the David Peterson we saw last year and having that being said seeing those times and then seeing the bad times it's just inconsistent if he can pick fix try and work on some consistency then he'll be fine you know it's like it seems he has one or two good starts and then he has a blow up one or two good starts and a blow up so hopefully Peterson can figure it out I think he should stay I don't see any reason why uh, Luis Rojas said the Mets are sticking with him as they should so that's all good to go. Now the Mets, like I said, are off today. They have they are back home this weekend against the Padres. And boy oh boy, do we have some great pitching matchups. Let me just double check. I know for a fact tomorrow night is DeGrom versus Blake Snell. The second game is Stroman against Joe Musgrove, I believe. Yes, and then Sunday is Lucchese versus Chris Paddock. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, the Mets have increased the capacity restrictions there at City Field. So this will be, it is reported that the crowds this weekend will be the largest the Mets have played in front of, home or away, since COVID. So that's great to see. City Field's going to be rocking. The Mets are in first place. They got a comfortable cushion. They're playing great. 
a lot, a lot, a lot to be excited about. Uh, I can't remember who said it or what the exact stat was, but they were saying that the last time the Mets were in first place for this long, or something to that effect, was back in 2016, which we all know they made the playoffs. They went to the wild card game. They lost the Giants. Uh, Noah Syndergaard versus Mad Bum. Mad Bum's postseason uh, heroics continued, so the Mets got shut out. And then Connor Gillespie broke everyone's heart in the ninth. I believe it was off Familia, but that's neither here <laughs> nor there. But we got the Padres coming up, and then I want to say I don't have the schedule memorized. Internet's working very slow with the power out, as expected. I want to say the Nationals are expect are next, but it might be Atlanta. Yep, or no, it's the Cubs for four games. Then they go to Washington, back home to play Atlanta and Philly, and then on the road again. So wrapping up the month after they play San Diego and the Cubs this next week or so, they will play divisional opponents for the rest of June. And then once they hit July, they will play the Yankees and then some NL Central action with the Brewers and Pirates before the All-Star Game. Speaking of the All-Star Game, the voting is up. Hope everyone is voting. Uh, hopefully voting for our Mets to be in Colorado. I know that DeGrom and Taiwan Walker and Stroman are all but guaranteed to be there as of right now. I hope that maybe Pete or Lindor or McCann or maybe Miguel Castro or Edwin Diaz or someone else can join him. Hopefully a position player can join him and not just the pitchers. But, I mean, the Mets pitching has been so great this year. It's no surprise they're going to send majority pitchers. But that is actually – there's one other thing that I saw on Twitter that I have to bring up because it blew my mind for the people who – try and discredit Jacob deGrom. Like I mentioned before, the sticky stuff does not... Nothing with the sticky stuff makes you throw harder. Jacob deGrom is not cheating. We talked about that last time. But just listen to this uh, stat line. This is from... I'm probably saying this name wrong. Paul Hembekides said this... released this tweet, which I thought just spoke... is just huge. ERA plus. So the difference between ERA and ERA plus, in my understanding, is ERA plus takes into account the ballpark factor. What is the ballpark factor? Ballpark factor is basically course field. Basically course field. So you have slightly adjust or better offensive numbers in course field because you know you're above sea level and all that stuff. Other parks, other stadiums are more pitcher friendly, hitter friendly. So ERA Plus takes all of that into account and truly measures an ERA of a pitcher. The tweet is, a bad ERA Plus is 75. An average ERA Plus is 100. A good ERA Plus is 125. Jacob deGrom's ERA Plus is 626. Six times what the elite guys in this league are doing that <laughs> that is incredible. I can't believe that. We the, we as Mets fans, I've said it a million times, and I'll probably continue to say it. We are spoiled rotten to have Jacob Degrom. 
spoiled rotten to have any picture of his capabilities on this team. You just don't find that anywhere anymore. And to and I've mentioned also with the babying, the Mets have babied him a little, but at the same time, like he's Jacob freaking Degrom. He's Jacob Degrom. He's gonna be. It's. I can't even put it into words anymore. This what he's doing right now. We haven't seen since. A lot of people will compare Degrom's start to this year to. Uh, Bob Gibson's, I want to say it was 68, 1968, which was is highly regarded as one of the best seasons by a starting pitcher we've ever seen. And in that year, Gibson won the Cy Young, he won the MVP. DeGrom right now is without a doubt the front runner for NL Cy Young. And I would say he's definitely in the conversation for some MVP votes. It's harder for a pitcher to get MVP votes considering they only play every fifth day. But guarding a blow-up, I think DeGrom is going to get some serious MVP consideration, as he should. You know, you're going to have Tatis and Acuna and maybe Jesse Winker or Nick Castellanos maybe in that conversation. But no pitcher has won the Cy Young since Kershaw did in 2014. 2013 or 2014 Kershaw won it he was the last pitcher to win it so if Jacob deGrom will just add to his historic this historic run he's on and speaking of pitchers on historic runs Garrett Cole Yankees fans cover your ears Garrett Cole Garrett Cole where do I even begin? Garrett Cole was with the Pirates, gets traded to the Astros, goes on an unbelievable run to win a Cy Young. He won, what was it, like 24-1 and over his last 25 starts or something like something crazy like that. He went on an unbelievable tear, signed a huge contract, 320-something million with the Yankees. He's been great there. He's had two starts where he's been shaky. And then uh, a couple days ago, this happens. If it'll load for me. So just to give a little bit of background context while it loads. Oh, here, it go. here it goes. I'll, t I'll explain it after. We use spider attack while pitching. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest, um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players, and um, you know, I I think. Uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard, and and uh, I've stood pretty stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot. Um, you know, and and I again, like I mentioned earlier, there's you know this is important to a lot of people that love the game. This is including including the players in this room, including fans, including you know teams. And so, if MLB wants to you know legislate some more stuff that's a conversation that we can have um 
because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. So flat out, Garrett Cole was asked if he uses sticky stuff. Basically said yes, he does with that response, if you ask me. Take with it what you will. If you listen to that response and think that he's still not using anything, I don't really know what to tell you. It's pretty obvious in that. Um, I've made my opinion on it pretty clear, I think. I don't like pitchers using sticky stuff because I don't like unfair playing. I don't like cheaters. A lot of people say, oh, well, you're a big Trevor Bauer fan and you're not talking about ba-. Well, if Bauer gets busted, so it's like, it's the way this works is like the real world. Innocent until proven guilty. Bauer and Garrett Cole, you know, I can't, I can't just be have this attitude towards Bauer. Bauer and Garrett Cole, innocent until proven guilty. Until it is proven that they are using sticky stuff, they are, they should be like I guess considered innocent for lack of a better word. That's just how it works. But you know, there's uh, there's the other side to sticky stuff, and the other side is kind of what Pete was saying. Pete made a statement about it, saying he wants pitchers to use sticky stuff. <clears throat> and to let them do whatever because guys are throwing so hard and have such wild movement sometimes that they don't know where it's going and they one could slip or something or and then next thing you know you could have a Kevin Pilar incident where you're getting drilled in the face or worse in the head which was a fair point to that regard I will I will agree with Pete Alonzo's thought in having in terms of a safety standpoint and why that's why he and other and all the hitters use pine tar on the bat so the bat doesn't go flying and hurt someone. I agree with that argument. However, I don't like... I don't really know. I may be backtracking on what I've said before, but with the sticky stuff, make it legal or don't make it legal. One or the other. So, this it's just bottom line at this point is one or the other. If it, Guys have been using sticky stuff with pitching since the game began. Since the game began, people have been notorious for using pitchers have been notorious for using sticky stuff. But it's always almost always been a rule that pitchers can't use sticky stuff. So MLB either needs to do one of two things. Make it legal for pitchers to use sticky stuff or make it or it is illegal now. Actually enforce it. Actually do something to enforce it. You can't sit there and say, we're going to give out a 10-game suspension if we catch you right off the bat, if we catch you with sticky stuff. We're going to examine all these balls that from pitchers if we suspect sticky stuff. Trevor, At the start of the year, Trevor Bauer's balls got taken, and it was made a huge deal. We talked about it a couple, of, a couple weeks ago. It was made a huge deal by these people. Oh, Bauer's finally going to get busted, all oh, this and that, this and that. No one's heard a word about it since then. You know, Garrett Cole, there's texts of Garrett Cole saying he's in a sticky situation, all that stuff, and then that response that I just played for you, there is proof that could show that Garrett Cole uses sticky stuff, but nothing's happening to Garrett Cole. So Major League Baseball needs to either, they need to take this seriously because this sticky substance stuff is becoming, in my opinion, way too much of a deal than it probably should be. They need to either legalize it for pitchers to use within a certain extent, or they need to actually enforce the rule that they made. 
They can't do this. Oh, you can't use sticky stuff. But if you use sticky stuff, we're not going to say anything about it. You can't do that. That defeats the whole purpose. Like, why does that make any logical sense? Let's use our brains here. Why does it make any sense? You know, if you're actually going to say, this is a rule, you can't do it, actually enforce it. And if you're not going to enforce it, just make it legal. I don't, I don't understand why this is still a thing. It, it boff, baffles, that's not a word, boggles my mind that, that how this is becoming as big of a deal as it is, but it, it's pretty simple, make it legal or actually enforce the rule, one or the other, it's clear, it seems like it, maybe there's something that I don't know, or something that all of us are completely overlooking, but it seems pretty clear cut, make it legal or actually enforce the rule, plain and simple. And if Trevor Bauer gets busted, then, well, you guys could give me the I told you so dance. If Garrett Cole doesn't get busted, you could do the same. What, Whatever. Who, whatever the case may be. It's, it's just one of those annoying things. Just, like, either make it legal or actually enforce the rule. Talk's cheap. So if Major League Baseball is going to sit there and say, if you are going to, oh, if you get caught with sticky stuff, automatic suspension for 10 games. Talk's cheap. Actually do it. Catch someone using sticky stuff and suspend them. Do that. If you're going to say it, actually do it. Don't sit there and say, oh, we're going to do this and then not ever do it. It, it. It's dumb. It's That's a poor word to use, but it's the first word that popped into my head. That's so silly to do. It, it's, it really is. We're going to continue the ranting. I don't like, I kind of like ranting, I guess. I don't know if you guys do, but the replay system is also broken. If you watch the Mets and Orioles game, and you know exactly what play I'm talking about in the first game, at the play at first, it is very clear that I can't remember who the base runner was for the Orioles, but that was very clear that the ball was in Pete's glove. And the runner had at least half a step to a full step still to get to first. And he was still called safe. It was not overturned. Mets challenged it. It wasn't overturned. And Luis Rojas gave the most brawl look possible at the ops. Put his hand up. He's like, bruh, what? The replay system is ridiculous. And Gary said it best. He said it was silly, embarrassing, all that stuff. It's, it is. Having this replay system, I liked because I I just like the idea of because ha- it make helps fix obvious calls. Apparently not, but it's becoming too much of an asset to people. You get two challenges a game, I believe it is, just like football. Like I said before, if you cannot, det- if there is not enough conclusive evidence to overturn the call within thirty seconds, call stands. There's no reason, especially this one on Tuesday, that that play should have happened. You know he was out. For it to take as long as it did and then the call to not even be right? Come on. Let's get it together, MLB replay team or whoever's in charge. Major League Baseball in general, whoever's in charge with the replay stuff. Let's get it together. Not only is the call wrong, you 
you're talking so much about pace of play and the replay is going to make the game go faster and this and that, but it added an extra 10 minutes to the game. It, it, it's frustrating. I don't I like the idea of the replay system. I don't like how it is being used. I don't think it is being used properly or to its full potential. A lot of blatant calls are being missed. And it makes the umpires look bad. It looks makes the umpires look really bad and then increases the argument for robot umpires, which I am very against robot umpires. For reasons that we could talk about maybe in the off season in the episode or I may have mentioned before. It's just a giant mess. MLB has obviously a lot of work to do. So does all sports in general. They have there's a lot of work to be done. Technology is becoming too much involved in the analytics and the special data and all this stuff is becoming way too involved in the game. These are the most athletic people in the world. Let them do that. Let them show that off. The technology, like I, I hate, I hate seeing these guys in the, the dugouts with the iPads or tablets or whatever they are. I don't know what brand they are, but whatever, they're tablets. They're on the tablets looking at their previous... Like, that can wait till after the game. That is a great tool to use, but you're taking all of the gut instinct out of baseball, and that's what a lot of baseball is, is gut instincts. Kevin Cash does not become one of the best managers in Major League Baseball because, uh, well, he does a little bit with the analytics because the Rays are like that, but he has a lot of gut instinct. Sometimes it works wrong. You look at a guy like Tony La Russa, Tommy Lasorda, Bruce Bochy, who else is there? Dave Roberts, some of the guys that are have gone down or will go down as some of the greatest managers in baseball history. It's gut instinct a lot of the time, and they need that now more than ever with how much technology, but the technology takes that away. I don't like it, but that might be a much bigger rant for the offseason. We'll see about that. But that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Raise the Apple. Talked about a lot, ranted about a lot. The Mets are home this weekend against San Diego. Hoping for another historic night from Jacob DeGrom. It should be a fun one to watch tomorrow. Uh, DeGrom versus Blake Snell. And make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe down below. And do all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter, RT underscore pod. And we will see you guys in the next episode. We got something special brewing on this episode, a surprise in the near future. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Let's go Mets.